Good Sunday afternoon to you, family. This is Chris. You're listening to Encouraging Your Spirit, the podcast. I hope this message finds you doing well. Join us today as we talk about Abba as the ultimate father and the lessons that it has on our everyday life. I hope you'll join us for this fantastic discussion. It's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all of the fathers all across the land and nation and world the representations of father however you identify we thank you for being everything that you are i was thinking today this morning when i woke up i was hearing the words of the beloved mama ernestine one time we were having a discussion or maybe it wasn't a discussion it was something that she was saying And she was talking about how in life you have one mother, but you can have many stepmothers or many people that fill in and represent that for you. And I know for many of you who've heard this podcast or know me personally, you know that she was that for me. Yet I bring that up because I think that in some cases it's also true for fathers, at least it's true for me and I hope that for many people it can be true for you too when I think of Father's Day and the celebration of it I know that sometimes holidays for celebrating fatherhood or celebrating motherhood can be difficult because you know for many people the relationships that we've had with our parents or caregivers that represented parentage is not always like the Hallmark Channel shows as much as we want them to be. Sometimes it can be fragmented. Sometimes it can be challenging. Sometimes it can be difficult. Sometimes it can be non-existent. Sometimes we've had to create our, and, and we are creating our own chosen family to fill in the gap or just they show up in, at times when we need them most to fill the gaps and the crack and the the cracks that are in our hearts and lives from different uh, situations and caregivers responses and lack thereof I was reading this uh, blog earlier today and you might know her as one of uh, a best-selling Christian author but she's uh, oversees Proverbs 31 ministries and you know I often share those devotionals with you I believe her Lisa Turk Turkhurst I always bludgeon her last name. So we're just going to go with Lisa. Um, But if you've read any of the Proverbs 31 devotional series or or if that resource has been valued to you, she's one of the the creators and founders of that. Um, And as she was writing how our parents are the first person or people to teach us about love and security, but their love is imperfect. She courageously opens up about a struggle to define her worth after her father didn't give her the love that she needed. She talks about how when she was a little girl, she remember getting all dressed up one night just to try to get her dad's attention and twirling around and around in my dress thinking, Daddy, do you notice me? But he never even looked at me. She talks about how she just wanted to be seen and she writes how we've all had those moments where we want those around us, particularly our parents, to see us, to tell us that we are enough, that we are wanted. 
not being seen and known is one of the most devastating realities to the human heart and psyche. However, on the flip side of that, the love that is felt when we are seen and known and we are accepted is a powerful and grounding experience. Love is beautiful. Love beautifully grounds us as we navigate our way through the healing process. Later, she writes that her dad's inattention rendered her personal in um, personal indictment of her value, especially when uh, later in her childhood, her parents split up and her father left. And she said that she felt that that impacted not only her family, but in her relationship with Abba as well. She thought I don't that she didn't matter and that if she was worth nothing to her biological father's attention and being, then she feared that she was worth nothing to Abba as well. Later, she writes that she was able to overcome that um, and talks about the perfect and relentless love in raw places of Abba. And I really identify with that with that story I mean almost in the opposite effect and here's what I mean growing up in my own life my father uh was present in our home he was some of my earliest memories of my father have been he was a military man and while we didn't travel with him he would uh come home on weekends and I remember how he would uh get up on Saturday mornings and fix my breakfast and put it on my favorite tray. I love the Smurfs. And uh, I would watch cartoons and he would lay on the sofa and I would remember just eating breakfast and turning around and watching TV, laughing, turning around. Daddy, did you see that? Daddy, did you see that? Or sometimes he was the voice that made recordings for books because he would always be the one to read me bedtime stories. So when he was away, he would record his voice on my Fisher tape, uh, Fisher Price tape recorder reading the stories and my mom would play that for me at night. Or when it wasn't his voice, it would be the record player recordings of all of my favorite childhood fairy tales. And that continued, yet... You know, one thing that stands out in my mind is that I didn't necessarily understand as the older I got the reasons why he was away. I mean, I understood that he was a military man, but and I understood that parents have to work because my mother, you know, taught, but she would be home at 430. But in my mind, I couldn't understand why he wasn't there. And eventually he retired and he was home with us in the middle school. But when I got to middle school age, shall I say. But then at that point, I was mad that he was home as well because I had all those years where he wasn't there and whatever my mother said went. So, you know, learning to reacclimate to him being there. And then when he started pursuing his own goals of continuing his education or church ministry, sometimes I developed a level of resentment because I felt that everybody got him but me. The church needed him the students that he was teaching needed him when he was an administrator they needed him when he was doing his phd program those you know the the faculty and professors and, and study groups needed him 
and in my mind I felt well he's just not here because he would always have long nights so whereas my mother would be home at 4 4 30 sometimes with my dad depending on what was going on it was later he was present but in my childlike mind that wasn't enough I resented the fact that my cousin next door had her father affectionately known for me as Uncle Charles and while he was present for me during the times that my dad was uh, was away I thought it was so unfair that she got her dad all the time and then later when adulthood came and my father's lack of acceptance of sexuality and identity it just became difficult because all I had was those pain bodies of anger all I had was the resentment because all I wanted him to say was that he was proud of me or that he accepted me as I was and I can remember it was probably five years ago having this horrible Christmas time with him and my mother and Father's Day came and I remember scrolling across this Instagram post that said I didn't know how strong I was until I had to forgive someone who wasn't sorry and it was difficult to say happy Father's Day because all I could think of is all that I didn't have all that wasn't there and so it was very difficult to even though I sent a message and said happy Father's Day it was difficult to be present and focus on the good or just get my mind in a good in a good space or a healthy healing place and that took a lot of time and i'm also thankful that at that time that when it was difficult for me for my relationship with my biological father i ended up with a spiritual father who was gracious and kind and compassionate and loving and my relationship with Apostle Triplet, a.k.a. Dad Triple T, has been something that is infinite and great in my life. That the, When I'm saying infinite, I mean the lessons and the skills and the things and the space that he created for me. And the space that he holds in my life has been so beneficial. What does that mean? I think regardless of how this day, what it represents for you. Because I saw another post that talked about Happy Father's Day to the Fem Dads, to the Zazas, to the Ballroom Fathers, to those that are struggling with the fact that their father is incarcerated, to those that are struggling with the fact that their father was never there, or the incomplete inadequacies imperfections of the fathers that we have wherever you are on the spectrum it's like oftentimes we place those same conditions those same experiences on Abba because Abba has to be like that right so it becomes difficult to hear some pastor some overseer some church leader some somebody talk about this ultimate father when that might not be the representation that might not be what you have ever had yet the reality is Abba is always there for us it's not just something that we say that sounds nice and sounds good to say and is positive or it's just some Christian cliche when we look at the record of who he is 
in the scripture. He is a person that is always present. I love that scripture and interpret uh, scripture in uh, Matthew when Jesus has gotten baptized, and I and it says the heavens open up, and God says, "This is my son, whom I love, and in whom I am well pleased." The, the 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 most fascinating thing about that scripture to me is that Jesus had yet to do anything. So that dispels the idea of that love is based on performance. Jesus loves us because he loves us. He's the God that can't even change his mind. He already knows how he feels about it. And I say he, but God could be, you know, represented in she, in spirit, in however you choose. But he is how I often feel about it, and that's fine. We can have, you know, totally different sayings on that. But when I think about the ultimate father, or better yet, the ultimate parentage. Let's go with that. The ultimate parentage. Having someone that always loves you, that is always present, that is always pursuing and wooing you in the scripture it writes how he's the god that sings over us he's our defender he's a provider he's a banner over us he loves us i like the song that says your love is enduring like a your love is 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 like a covenant of uh faithful of oh i'm 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 misinterpreting the song but the song is uh the song by this um Bethel Redding group I gotta go look for look for it but the point is it's talking about how the song says your praise will ever be on my lips your praise will be ever be on my love it says like your love is enduring like like a winter rain your love is faithful like a covenant of brass and I mean I think the interpretations are metaphors but the point of the song is trying to teach you about the consistency and the strength of Abba's love for us or other songs will say that there's no situation there's no experience that we can face that his love will not be there higher than the mountains that I face stronger than the power of the grave your love never fails never gives up on me I love that song and even though it's a song when we think about our life Abba's love is like that I many years ago left church I didn't want to go anymore because I got tired of having the experience of somehow the church sermon became the clobber scriptures about you couldn't be gay and Christian. And I remember it was years later I was going back to church. I went to this church service and I remember, you know, just feeling how the truth was it was I who walked away. Abba never walks out on us. Some, you know, we walk away, but he's still there. He still loves us. He's still present. There's no situation. There's no place we can go that his love does not carry and sustain and fulfill us. And that to me is the ultimate parentage. It is my prayer. It is my hope that others come to know that for themselves. Know that within your, yourself. Know it within your being. Know it to the point where you don't need anybody to tell you. You know it because that's the relationship that you have with Abba because Abba is always waiting for us always there the door is always open it is never closed and that to me is the encouraging thing about thinking about the ultimate parentage because I know when it comes to love and security those places and spaces within our heart can be raw 
from so many different reasons for so many different caregivers and people that promised that they would be this and do this and they didn't that people were, were inconsistent or that their love had conditions if only you're straight if only you conform to a specific identity if only you're successful in the terms in which I decide if only fill in the blank if only you pick the partner that I wanted you to have if only you it, the, the list and the, 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 the things can be endless people are imperfect at its best but the great thing about Abba is that Abba is not. The Abba's love defends and pursues and woos us. It's often like a lasso that continuously, if you think about how a lasso continuously, you know, reaches out, just reaches out into an empty space, gathering something. That's how Abba's love is for each and every one of us. It's always wooing us. It's always pursuing us. It's always there. And I pray that as you think about the ultimate parentage, the ultimate fatherhood, the ultimate experience of being cared for and loved, you remember you get it in your being to know how deeply, how immensely you point to yourself are loved. That's all I have for you today. I hope that what I've said to you has encouraged your spirit, has encouraged your uh, heart. I thank you for listening. You can always reach out to the podcast at encouragingyourspiritpodcast at gmail.com. Let's close with a word of prayer. Gracious God, we thank you for another opportunity to know your great love. Another opportunity to thank you for the goodness and the things that you're doing in us and through us within us and around us help us oh god to continue to grow deeper and deeper in you to continue to pursue and seek the knowledge for ourselves in who you are for each and every one of us the plan and the purpose you have for our life we thank you all the more for being gracious. We thank you all the more for being kind. We thank you all the more for being good. We thank you for being a good, good father that knows exactly what we need before we ever say a word. We thank you for being the answer before there ever is a problem. We thank you for being faithful. We thank you for being merciful. We thank you for being the God that sees, for being the God that hears our prayers and dries our tears. We thank you for being the God that is present in the time of trouble and in every time. We thank you for being the God that we can return to the garden and commune with, with you to be known, to be approved, and to be accepted. We thank you for being that. And all that you are being even more than that. Help us get it and know within our being, no matter whatever circumstance that we are facing, no matter what obstacle is in our way, may we know without a shadow of a, of a doubt your great and immense love for us, that we can carry it in our hearts each and every day and share it with each and every one we meet. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all have a great rest of your evening. Peace. Talk to you next time.